Hi, my name is Rainy May, and welcome to Decoding the Man, the podcast. This podcast is about having tough conversations in a safe space for men, whether it's talking about vulnerability, masculinity, or body image. But what we're talking about is having safe, open, honest conversations with a wonderful group of men. I hope you have a lovely day and tune in. Buckle up, get a coffee, sit in your seat, on the go train, wherever you are, but tune in for episodes of Decoding the Man. The views expressed by the individuals in this episode are solely the opinions and experiences of the guests on Decoding the Man. So welcome to Decoding the Man. Today we have a group of, a generational group of men um, from 24 to 73. Um, and this range of age and really not so much age, but experience and wisdom allows us to get a little bit more knowledge about what is the journey of a man in today's world and in yesterday's world and how can we help each other grow and understand a little bit more. Uh, so we have today myself, which is Randy May. Um, we have Roy, Charlie, Corey, and Ivan. Ivan. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much all for being here today uh, so that we can have this conversation and Carissa, who is doing our recording, which we're so grateful for. Uh, so our topic of today is um, what is your definition of masculinity and has it changed over time? Uh, so I think it kind of that theme ties into how have you had or felt you had to show up or you've seen other men show up in spaces like workspaces, family roles. Um, and how has that shaped you? Um, and really at the end of the day, um, how has it allowed you to form your own view of who you are? So it's a big question. <laughs> it's a big question, but we're going to kind of take it in bite-sized pieces. Part of it is uh, looking at the different facets of who we are, right? So mentally, physically, emotionally, in your relationships, um, and spiritually, because I think that matters as well. So how do we start that conversation? I think the first question that I would go with would be, how have you seen masculinity displayed in a positive way over time or over your experience in your day-to-day? I'll, I'll use my father as an example. Right. He always knew how to fix things. Okay. To me, when you know how to figure a, a problem out or a solution out without really that much help or kind of a can-do attitude, I don't know, that's... To me, I always felt that was always a, a benchmark or a marker. Right. If you can figure things out and fix it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that was something that you identified with positive masculinity. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, to add to that, my, my father was very similar yeah. in, in those respects. Problem solving, it, yeah. right? Um, being able to, to take an issue or a problem and working it out, figuring it out, yeah. and coming up with that solution. Yeah. You know, with not not necessarily with any outside help, but just just being able to, yeah. to get that solution, no matter how much that that's always been. Uh, Some, and sometimes it didn't even come up with the solution. Somehow, right? They maybe it didn't get fixed, but they tackled the problem. Yes, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. And working on it yeah, constructively, just just seeing that method in action. Yeah, trying yeah. to figure it out yeah, yeah, yeah. whether the solution comes out or not. Yeah, yeah. Um, that I've always found value in that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So when you think about, we're talking about masculinity and the first thing that sounds like it's coming up is this ability to fix. Mm-hmm. And what if, what happens if you don't have that ability to fix? 
I think everyone has that ability. Everyone, right. everyone is able to fix something. Right. Doesn't necessarily may not come out the way you want it to come out, but right. I think everyone, no matter who you are, whether a man, female, a woman, everyone is able to fix something. Okay. Whether it be physically or emotionally, I guess. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Okay. So when we start to talk about masculinity, talking about fixing, um, what else would you add to that definition? I would say, you know, I mean, look, looking at it from a gender perspective, mm-hmm. from a male dominant perspective, and depending from the era you come from, too, there was more focus placed on the on the male as opposed to the other gender. Right. Okay, it was always expected that the male uh, dominates everything, including from the fixing. Uh, the male knew everything. Mm-hmm. Okay, everything revolved around the male. Okay, the world basically revolved around the man, uh, because everybody else was perceived to be in, unable mm-hmm. or incapable of fixing these things. Mm-hmm. And I think it has proven time and time again that that is absolutely flawed mm-hmm. logic. Thank God we have uh, conquered those, uh, you know, those misconceptions, and we are where we are today. And uh, uh, th- these kind of conversations also expedite, uh, you know, uh, going forward. Right. Uh, and, and I think it's important uh, that we understand this because uh, my dead father always told me, he always uh, said this to me, he said, if you want to see where you're going, look where you came from. Mm-hmm. Okay. Take a step back. A lot of young people sometimes don't, don't know this. They were having this conversation about what Thanksgiving meant recently because a lot of young people had no idea. What is this Thanksgiving all about? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, rem- uh, no, I meant to say uh, Remembrance Day. Uh, because, uh, you know, I mean, there's a big significance there. Uh, and so I think it's important having this conversation. Uh, and uh, male dominance, masculinity, uh, I relate it most from my 73 years of life uh, is to when I was young, was your age, younger, to uh, what I am today and in my my 50s, 40s, 50s, making that uh, transition and, you know, sort of, metamorphosis from where I was to where I am now. I'm very glad, uh, you know, as a male to see things changed uh, and are changing even more because change is, uh, uh, change is the law of life. Those of, uh, who live in the past and the, and the present are certain to miss the future. And the future is what we're all about, right? That's where this conversation is focused mm-hmm. on too. Mm-hmm. Which goes back to what you were saying, that you don't know where you're going until you know where you came from. Right? Exactly. So you sometimes have to put that cap on and look back and say, you know, so what have I done to uh, to to make this leap forward? Yeah, I've done this, 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 and this, and I think it's an important uh, thing to look look into sometimes and delve into yourself, and then uh, just keep going forward. If you think you're doing the right things and you're surrounded by people who who agree with that, and uh, you can see they don't agree with it for just for the purposes of being your friend, uh, they they do it for very va- uh, valid reasons. Uh, I, th- I think it's a good thing. I hope I've answered your question, but you know, that's all <laughs> yeah. I see. I think you're answering the like, it's, it's a wonderful answer and response because uh, you're asking people to pause and reflect. Yeah, absolutely. Right? You're asking people to, before they move forward, to take a moment to look back and see where they've been, um, how did it work out before they take the next step and see if they can pull some sort of wisdom from those experiences mm-hmm. and bring it into the forefront to their mm-hmm. new decisions. Um, I think that's so important for someone to do. Um, I mean, no matter what age you are, 
for 73, I'm 24. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. probably the most important thing you can do in your life. Multiple times. I think you should do it. Right. Maybe because somebody has already gone through it and may be able to give you some Absolutely. advice. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Maybe yeah. they've been through it as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, so far, have there been moments uh, in your life where you have actually paused, you can specifically remember it was a moment where you paused and reflected because you realized that you needed to? That's a tough question. That is yeah, it is a tough question. Sorry. I'll answer it right now. I think everyone's yeah. paused at one point or another right. and said to themselves, well, what's going on here? Right? right. To bring up one, I think, is a really tough, I don't, I don't know. I mean, not necessarily for myself, but maybe a situation that I was in. I used to work security, so in, in retail, so um, customers that would come into the store, right. um, whether it be theft or all that kind of stuff, you got to kind of like take a step back, look at kind of what's going on and right. think about where that can lead, right. I guess. Um, it's a hard question. <laughs> that's probably, that's probably my, yeah. I, I think I got something. Okay. Going back to my dad. Uh, me and him, we were talking one time, and this is bef- after I'd been married for a few years. He told me, you know, you never, you never asked me what I thought about the person you were getting married to. You, you never, you never, you never took a moment to figure out what your uh, your dad and your mom were thinking about, right? And at that moment, I think he was trying to tell me, you know, maybe some experience from us would have been would have been beneficial to your situation before you got married. Right. You kind of did your thing without taking that pause, right. without making that. Mm, right. decision to talk to other people get like opinions or whatever mm. right I, I i think that not, not not that it was a negative thing or anything but i think that at that moment say when you're about to make a, a huge decision like right. getting married right maybe it's always a good thing to say hey old man <laughs> what do you think right. you may not agree with them but because they may have gone through it yes. might make you your path a little bit easier right, right. But that also goes back to sometimes with youth, you don't want to listen. You don't want to hear what people have to say. I know everything. I know I know all. So I don't know. Maybe that for me was uh, one of those situations where I could have said, hey, what do you think? What What's your opinion on this situation? But when you're talking about that, and I guess we're talking about um, that connection to relationships and getting support from other males who have been down the road before you. Mm-hmm. Um, and have you been able to, and talking about masculinity, because I think that all of this really comes together and what, what we're talking about is when you make re- um, relationship decisions, have you ever been able to go back and talk to somebody else who's been through what you've been through? Most definitely. I think friends. Friends are always probably the first person you'll always go to or people that have been married before you. Right. But uh, yeah, usually they, uh, they'll probably prompt or, or give you advice even before you ask them. <laughs> How does that work out? <laughs> Everyone's got their opinion. Right. Everyone's got their opinion. Right. Sometimes it's good and uh, sometimes it's helpful. I think I think you actually said something that was really good where you kind of, you take the good and leave the other stuff. Filtering. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Right. Well, Tell us more about that, Roy. Yeah, filtering is a major part of life, uh, you know, uh, whether it's masculine, no matter what, whether it's a relationship, you know, you have to know what works and what can be put aside. What's gobbledygook. And, and could be maybe looked at in a different day. doesn't mean it needs to be discarded. Okay. Uh, hey, this may not be employable now, but it may be at some time down the road. So let's not give up on that. 
Mm-hmm. But for now, this is what's going to this is what's going to give me the best result, uh, the most positive result. So let's take a look at it, and uh, you know maybe talk to some other people. You know because two heads are better than one. Mm-hmm. I've always believed in in a uh, collaborative uh, sort of a relationship because I would ask someone always their opinion. I've always been that way. Uh, always discuss things. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, your opinion is important to me. So I would ask you, right. what do you think of this? You right. know, and uh, to tell me, please, be honest. And once you, people get to know you, they will be honest with you. A couple of interactions, they know, hey, listen, uh, this guy wants to really know. Mm-hmm. But you don't need the chameleons, you know, head nodders. Uh, you need people who give you the right perspective, you know, the, right. the, the correct answers. So uh, to me, it's, it, it, that's how I would run my life. You know, I, oh, I try very hard, you know. Uh, is is to filter out things, not to pre uh, you know prejudge, uh, preoccupy my mind with something. Uh, I I would put the filter on if I felt uh, that yeah this would be the best. I guess that's the best way I can answer that. One of the things that I think is important to consider when we talk about masculinity uh, and the transition over time is has it been okay to talk about how you're feeling. I, uh, as far as I'm concerned, yeah, you know, I've had a big transition, you know, from, uh, you know, from, uh, you know, when I was first born, where I was, where I was, I was not born in Canada. And, uh, you know, when I came over here, you know, the culture shock, and there's a lot of other uh, dynamics that, uh, you know, that affect uh, affect you too. And um, how you learn to embrace different things, uh, uh, how you learn to sometimes, you know, isolate your cultural um, upbringing and, and background to go with the uh, the mainstream, uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. You can still uh, maintain that identity, but still learn to do things from a different uh, point of view, because life's a constant issue about lessons learned. I'm learning something sitting talking to you guys. I am okay because you see things from a different person than I do. I always said that to my students when I was lecturing. You know, I said, "Please, I'm here to learn. I just got a few more years over you." <laughs> you know, uh, you could teach me a few things, and a lot of times they have. You know, and you have to be honest enough to say thank you. I learned something from you. I won't forget that. So yes, I have been through a lot of transitions. Uh, you know, especially working as a. And I, I was very blessed uh, because I worked uh, from a law enforcement point of view, which was sort of a disciplined, go get the bad guy kind of environment. Lock him up. You've done something improper. So there's a punitive aspect here to becoming an educator. That to me was open my world because now I'm seeing things from a totally different glass. I'm touching a totally different audience, very young people. And that's when it puts things in perspective. Hey, these people are counting on you to give them the right direction, the right support, the right channel to take. I use this when I talk to this young lady and I say, it's your attitude, not your aptitude that will always affect your altitude. This was told to me when I was a very young man and I always remember that. And he said, your time will come, Roy, he says, make sure you pass this on to uh, to to your uh, to people uh, who are younger than you and who are vulnerable. Because a lot of, I find a lot of young people are vulnerable, especially today, to uh, the... Uh, the emergence of all these uh, different uh, networks and uh, you know information uh, uh, sources. And so, if if we don't do our job properly, you know, we are leaving behind a legacy of uh, incompetence, not competence. Mm-hmm. The way we're moving forward is leaving behind a legacy of competence. How much of it is leadership or bad leadership, though? 
bad leadership. Yes, a lot or, or good leadership. I'm sorry, I don't know. Uh, yeah, uh, a lot of it, ha- I can point the uh, finger at, 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 at poor leadership. Here's what has happened in today's world. You've gone from we to I. A lot of people today, especially the younger generation, and I'm not pointing fingers. <laughs> you're right. No, no, no. <laughs> you're you're completely well right. tuned into this one radio station. It's called WIIFM. What's in it for me? That's the uh, radio station. We didn't come from that uh, era. You know, it was what's best for us. So now how do we take that and mold them, you know, infuse that and, and make things work well for them? And here again, it's not their fault. We, I, my generation, the baby boomers, created that. You know, we gave them, oh, we didn't have nothing. We came from Bulldog. I got to make sure Bobby's got a car at 16. He's got this to have this at. Oh, he's got to have that toy. We did that with you guys. And we sort of made you guys dependent. I always say this, and a lot of people don't like hearing that, but it is the truth. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, from uh, my perspective, a younger generation, to be honest, I'm, I'm pretty scared for the future because yes. Yes. What, what's going to happen, you know? Um, trying to buy a house, you can't buy a house because you need a million dollars just to buy it. The overall sensitivity of people. It's hard to almost hold a conversation with somebody because you don't know if you're going to say the right thing. Just stuff like that. Like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm worried for the future for not just me, but for everybody, for even the younger generation after me. It's kind of interesting to listen to this. Like, there's a confidence and there's almost a fear coming from yeah. you. Do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, uh, yeah, absolutely. I, but yeah. It, it, like, you're, you're stepping on eggshells most of the time. Right? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Stepping on eggshells. It's and I've heard thing. this. Yeah. Not from him. I've heard this from numerous mm-hmm. people. And I always, I like making that inquiry, you know, what do you see as your future? Mm-hmm. I get a lot of blank. Mm-hmm. And this is why a lot of young people are staying home today, living behind, as opposed to when we were out, uh, people in their 20s still moving back home, staying at home, because it's so unaffordable and it's so difficult for them to make ends meet. That's understandable, you know. I mean, so and so. I, I share, I share your 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 concern there, and you know, I've always said that I feel very, very uh, sorry for the younger people too, because especially when you look at it from an e- economic standpoint, too, things are getting they're not getting easier; they're getting tighter. Mm-hmm. That news seems to be just smaller and smaller, and uh, leaving people very vulnerable. I don't want to sound political. These are the conditions that usually lead to bad political leaders. That, that is the climate. It's a climate of fear. You look back in history and some of the the bad actors, okay, they all, they know how to capitulate, how to expound the climate and how to take advantage of people's needs, wants, and weaknesses. So yeah, we, have to, we have to guard against that. Uh, and that's something that worries me. Uh, but, you know, we're still human beings. We're still, you know, on this planet together. Yeah. Dr. Martin Luther King said this. We must learn to live together like brothers or perish together like fools. It's true. Absolutely. <laughs> it's a scary thought. But here we are now. And in the now, do you feel like there's a sense of community? Do you feel like there's a sense of community in your life now that it sounds like there are different time periods where maybe there had to be a sense of community. In the now, in our di- today's world, do you feel like there's a sense of community? Yes and no. Maybe personally for me, uh, like 
you have your neighbors that you're, you're you might be okay with, but then you go driving, someone cuts you off, and you're just losing it. So yes and no. I mean, I think for me, as I've gotten older, I've I've learned the importance of creating that community for myself. Whether it's uh, you know who I who I choose to call my close friends, mm-hmm. my family, and making sure that is a tight knit community mm-hmm. for myself, so mm-hmm. that I have that support system. And whereas when I was younger, it wasn't even really something you would think about because every you have the whole world to discover still. Uh, but again, yeah, as I get older, I. I've learned the importance of making sure that you do have that support system. And it's not just going to come out of nowhere. You do have to develop it and cultivate that yourself. So I guess maybe I'm fortunate that I have been able to find people that I can surround myself and be able to have that support system when I do need it. So the community for myself, I'm fortunate that it is there. But it's taken some work because I've had to build that. It didn't just come out of nowhere. And not everybody's fortunate to have that. Right. So I think I think it's it's important for as an individual to kind of look look at what you have and right. see what you might be missing right. and trying to build that for yourself. Because yeah, I mean the future is scary. It can be very scary. Right. And if you don't have a support system, it's gonna be even scarier. So there's this element of fear in the space of what um, what the future will be like. Um, and it's kind of bringing itself to the surface. But as we're talking about masculinity and the nature of the future and your roles as you evolve into from, you know, your young men at one point and teenagers and boys, and now you're building careers and families and, and all of that. How do you see yourself as since you've evolved in these different stages so far? Like what would you take away from that journey that you've been on so far? I, I'm still going, so I, I don't even know how to answer that. Yeah, I uh, I mean, I'm 24 as a kid. I, I don't remember too much of my childhood. Yeah. I, I played so much hockey back, back when I was a kid. All I remember is being at the arena and playing hockey, <laughs> right? Um, that was what my childhood kind of revolved around. Um, I had I had my friends in, in school and stuff like that, but yeah, I... I, I I don't know how to answer that. That's okay. <laughs> you don't have to know how to answer it. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's whatever your answer is. I think, it's absolutely okay. <clears throat> I think it all goes back to confidence and fear. And it, it was interesting how you said that, you know, you, you have hockey. Mm-hmm. You, you And I think that's probably where you had a lot of confidence, right? Absolutely. There was a purpose. You did it. Yep. Just connected to masculinity in a way. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I was, it, it was something that I was good at. I knew I was good at it. And that was that. Simplicity, I think, is probably what I'm taking from it. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. kind of keep things simple, mm-hmm. right? I think if you're keeping things simple as a masculinity standpoint, mm-hmm. it's a lot easier. I, I, I can't know. go it's, wrong. Yeah, yeah. Can't it's wrong. not just my opinion. Okay. I'll use another example. Uh, I had a friend of mine who was in the military, and uh, he served overseas. And he was telling me when he came back, he was uh, mm-hmm. he had no idea what what his next step was. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, what's the problem? And he goes, well, it was a lot easier overseas because you wake up, you have a job. Mm-hmm. You have a job, you do it, you get out there, get back home, sleep. Things were real simple for him in that aspect. No thinking about it, mm-hmm. right? Coming back, it's different. Mm-hmm. It's not simple. You don't just get up and you don't have a sergeant major telling you what to do or right. a sergeant or whatever, whoever your ranking officer is telling you what to do. You actually have to think about it yourself now and now you have to make decisions, right? Right. For my purpose, I can say it in one sentence. I think 
I've gone all my life in that span from I the man to me the person. Okay, so me the person. You're a person. You're a person. Person. I think that's important that we embrace that. Like I said, like he said, we learn to live together like brothers, you know, brothers and sisters, you know, it doesn't matter, right. you know, as opposed to, you know, trying to be different. I think that's, that's, a, that's the way I, I view my life to this yeah. point, and it's worked very well for me. I brought up my children that way too. I'm good. I'm almost relieved hearing you say that because as I get older, the less I care about what actual masculinity is or what people perceive my masculinity to be. You can think whatever you want. It doesn't even, it bothers me less and less. Exactly. Um, Yeah. And uh, I'm glad, I'm glad to know that I, my, my mindset is on the right track. (laughs) That's what you're saying. What other people, what other people think, right? Right. I I think it's like, I don't give a damn. Yes, exactly. Do do your, do your own thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The three hours of life. Do the right things in the right way for the right reasons. There it is. Keeping things simple, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm learning that, and I've learned that uh, from the past few years. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think almost that old school mentali- mentality is uh, sinking in with, with me and maybe a few of my peers as well, um, only because we have to. If we don't, you, you need it in, in order to kind of like survive almost with the way that the world is going now. If you don't have that, you're, you're SOL, I guess. <laughs> right? Okay. Um, that kind of mentality sinks kind of deep with me. If you, because we have Roy here, who has a lot of life experiences and wisdom, uh, I'm not going to put you on the spot too much, but just a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> um, do you, at your own stages of life, have any questions for Roy to get maybe some perspective? Man, I think I think we all have a bunch of questions. <laughs> I don't know where to start. I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where... And if know. I can answer them, I would make every effort to do so. Yeah, so if you wanted to start with that, I think this would be a great opportunity because I think there are some other people. We have a, a variation of, of ages here and different perspectives, and I think that other people might have the same questions that you might have. And if we could kind of explore that for a couple of minutes, I think it would be wonderful. So don't be shy about your questions. I mean, I don't know where to start. Start with one. <laughs> being, being the youngest, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know where to start. Um, just, just so many things, I guess, that, that are probably different for you from what it was like back then, I guess, right? Like, uh, I think, yeah, that's the same question I'm about to ask. Is basically what, what your opinion is of, now yeah yeah oh, oh, yeah and i'm sure you have an opinion on it oh uh, of course uh, and and i'll be happy to share that with you uh, i feel that we have moved uh, over the last say even uh, i've been in this country for uh, about 50 odd years uh, 57 odd years uh, and uh, i think we have moved in the, in the right direction in every way uh, and i mean that seriously with every forward uh, move, there's always some growing pains. Mm-hmm. Nothing happens perfectly. There is no such thing as utopia. We like to think. But there, there always is something that needs to be fixed, needs to be done. Uh, I have seen very positive things. I've seen, like, you know, just sitting here talking, the fact that we would sit like this and talk is progress. Because in the 70s, this would not happen. Why? Because you were not free to really think and express your opinions. Even though you were free, 
You have to look at freedom of speech from a, a different uh, point of view. Oh, yeah, we have freedom of speech. Yeah, but really, what do you have? Uh, could you express your opinions from a cultural standpoint? Dad said, uh, uh, go get me my shoes, Dad. What are you going to say? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. Yes, sir. Today, uh, a young man or woman may say, uh, listen, Dad, listen, I'm just tied up here. Would you mind? Uh, I will get it for you. You wouldn't have that option. I'm, I'm going to go... I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, 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 please. Will that young person say, yeah, I'll get it for you? No, mine did. Uh, I, have, um, I have a daughter who's 44 and a son who's 42. Okay? And they did. They were born here. They were educated all here. And they, to this day, they would. You know, here again, children learn what they live. They learn what they live. So if you lived in the right, did the, as best as you can, did the right things, uh, those results will, will, will show themselves. Generally, uh, uh, sort of uh, putting things together. I think we're in the headed in the right direction. I, I think we need good guidance, good leadership. I like to see the progress we have made, but I do not wish to be in the 60s or 70s. Do not in every way. Yeah, I mean, if, if you look at even, even people's, I don't know if you folks are aware, the Human Rights Code, that is a very important document. Came into existence only in, I think it was 75 or 76. Before that, because that is, you, ha you have to have a guiding principle. Uh, you, you have to have something that tells you, this is who we are. This is how far you can go. This is where you cross the line. That's important, especially when dealing with humans. Because every one of us sees things differently, we behave differently. You know, and especially where you, depending where you come from. Uh, I mean, I speak to people to this day. spoke to one about a week ago that uh, made a comment about uh, uh, about a certain segment of the population. I looked at him and said, well, I'm just curious, why, uh, uh, about uh, a gay man. And uh, I said, excuse me, it wasn't a very positive comment. I said, uh, that's interesting, uh, you know, as opposed to see no what the hell's wrong with you, come on, you know? No, uh, I said, uh, that's very interesting what you just said. Now, I'm just wondering what makes you make that comment to me? Uh, and he says, well, that's the way it is back home. I said, well, is that the same way you feel back here? You know, I mean, listen, you know, and then I sort of put it in a different light. And I said, no, listen, you know, I mean, we all have our little, you know, little idiosyncrasies, our little. I said, but, you know, we come here to make things better, to look at things from a different prism, you know. And I think that's progress. And, you know, and at, the, at the end, we had a, an extended conversation. And at the end, he said, you know what, maybe you're right. But he says, you know how, how it is. You know, I'm one of those guys that uh, that's the way it was back home. That's the way my parents taught me. And uh, that's uh, what I believed in. Uh, but, you know, I, I've, I, I was trying to do my best to convince him, you know, to see things from a different angle. Mm -hmm. And I saw this in the police department, too, in the 70s, etc. And there was that, uh, you know, uh, from the... Uh, but here again, that was the era they came from. Doesn't mean that they were like the drill instructor. Doesn't mean he was a racist. God, no, he wasn't. But that's just the way things were done. Do we need to go back there? No. The idea in life is to move forward, not backward. And uh, I think that the steps that have been taken and the progress we've made is good. Very good. So I'm encouraged. That's a pretty good <laughs> Q&A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, for sure. Uh, any other questions that you would have? That you're seeing yourself, you're going down the road and you're like, man, I wish someone would just give me like a little bit of insight to where I think I'm going. Take a minute um, with it. You don't have to rush the thought. Just take a second with that. What age were you when you got married? Oh, I got married at uh, 
25. I was, I was 25 when I got married as well. Yeah. Guys, it's putting a lot of pressure on me. <laughs> I was married, married at 25. You know, guys, <laughs> Actually, this is a, a good topic because there's a lot of young bloods. I call them young bloods in the office. And I asked them, would you have gotten married to the person you were with at the age of 25? And everyone says, in a very nice way, yeah, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah. That's not what it, they say. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. They say it in a way worse way. Oh, I, know, I know, I know. They would never have been with the person that they mm-hmm. were with at the age mm-hmm. of 25. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I don't know about you. Like, I mean, I've I've been with my girlfriend for five years. So far, so good. So, is marriage something you're thinking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. down good. down the road. Good for you. Next year, no. Um, Why not? For me personally, and and I I like to feel that she feels the same way, and I I think she does because we've had that conversation before. It's more important to us to have somewhere to live before that step. Once we have a place to live, then that'll be our next. Priority, I guess you can call it. Yeah. How old were you when you got married? You don't mind me asking. I was 36. 36? Yeah, yeah. Why'd you wait um, so long? Or well, for me, it wasn't, for it, me. Wasn't, it wasn't a matter of waiting. It was that was the time when I found the right person, okay. right? So it was, it was more timing than anything else. No, For no real reason other than that. Uh, when I was 25, yeah, I was dating. Somebody at the time. Would you have married the person that you were with? No, no. <laughs> okay. I, but and that's that's another personal thing. I I wasn't ready at that at that age, and our relationship at that point, I guess it wasn't, uh, for lack of a better word, serious enough to even contemplate marriage at that time. So it was more really timing than anything else. Mm-hmm. You got married at twenty five, you said, right? Yes, twenty five, and uh, I was married uh, for forty years. I'm, uh, I'm now separated. And divorce, and uh, uh, and here again, unfortunately, you know, uh, things happen. Life happens. Uh, and now, uh, with uh, a person who I consider, who I call my princess, <laughs> and she is, and I finally met, uh, you know, met the right person. Good for you. Good. With the right chemistry, and uh, uh, and uh, thank you. But uh, you know, uh, and, and 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 no slight on my previous uh, wife. You know, very nice person, very good decent person but it's about compatibility and he said it just now a little while ago I was not ready mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sometimes we think we are ready you know one person once said you don't know what you don't know <laughs> there ain't no wine before it's time yes yes yeah. right Paul Masson yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah a friend of mine used to tell me that all yeah, the time yeah, yeah you're right and that's, and that's true what you said is very very true and I'm one of the examples of that how did so, you know you were ready I would answer that saying, when you know the person well enough, and I mean well, the inner workings of that person, Mm -hmm. uh, just because I had known her for a year or two, does not mean you really know her. Sometimes you have to really live with the person, I think, first. Now, this may go against some religious beliefs, etc. However, sometimes I think that's an important factor, too. Sorry to interrupt. After, After 40 years, do you really know a person? You said you were married yes. for 40 years. Do you say you really know that person? Yes, but sometimes you also stay for all the wrong reasons, especially when it comes to the older generation, okay? Because there's this cultural things there too. Uh, and, uh, and these, which you folks, thank God today, uh, I know a lot of you, maybe some are still uh, sort of encumbered by those things, but most, for the most part, they see things differently today. Because separation and divorce is an absolute no-no. You know, in the with with the older folk, uh, you know, you live anywhere you want, uh, but you just uh, you know suffer all the uh, 
the issues and you stay for all the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. And that is not a very healthy thing. If you ask me, should I have done it before? I would answer honestly, yes. Uh, but that's, that's a part of uh, life, you know, that you learn to come to grips with and, uh, and you make the best of it. And uh, I can tell you very honestly, with all sincerity, uh, I am a very happy man, very happy, very content and very grateful. Sure. Thank you for that answer. It was honest. Oh. And we appreciate it because uh, it allows us to get, hopefully, get people to think about um, what do they honestly want in their life? What do they honestly want in their situations? Um, what do they honestly want in their relationships? And just really taking a moment to contemplate that. We talked about when we first started today talking about the importance of pausing and reflecting. Um, and I think that is a good space for us to maybe end on is this idea of taking a pause and reflecting uh, and being able to consider, like, if I look back where I ha and now that you've asked, been able to ask each other questions, um, opening up that door, not only from today's table, but being able to go into your life when you go back to your day to day, being able to be open enough to ask people questions if you're looking for support or some direction. Uh, because you don't know each other, <laughs> but you've been able to ask each other some questions that maybe you wouldn't ask people that you even know. And so now we got into that space a bit of vulnerability, not in a negative connotation, but in the way of being open enough to share and explore some dialogue with people um, that you may have never spoken to before. And this is a classic example of how proper communication and active listening works. Here we are talking about uh, state secrets type things, you know. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. but we're doing it uh, with willingness, with mm -hmm. honesty, with ease. So just always goes to prove: yes, we can sit down. Yes, we can talk. Yes, we can discuss, and yes, we can find solutions to issues. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah. we can. Sure. I'd like to thank you all for being here today. If you can sum up one word that would. You would identify, connect with the word, what strength means for you. Uh, so one word. We're going to do a go around. So one word of what strength means for you. I'll start. Uh, resourcefulness. Okay. <laughs> you didn't give me time to think. <laughs> Come on, man. It was already loaded up. Bro. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, there you go. Strength. Confidence. Okay. Health. Okay. Honesty. So thank you all for being here, a part of Decoding the Man today, um, and we hope that you continue these conversations, and we hope that listeners continue this conversation uh, and realize a value in being able to have conversations with people that you don't know, people that you may have never thought you could get wisdom, connect with, uh, or understand. Uh, but we encourage you to keep the dialogue open and, and ask questions when you're not sure. Uh, so thank you so much for being a part of Decoding the Man, and we hope you have a wonderful day, afternoon, morning, whatever is going on for you. Thank you.